Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of the Subi and You podcast, episode 128. I thought I'd do things a little bit differently and mix it up. It's always good to do something different and unexpected. But yes, welcome to another episode of the Subi and You podcast. I have Tully, who you might know on Instagram as Trail Rex Colorado. As you guessed it by his Instagram name, he lives in Colorado. So we talk about living there, his Subaru journey, and some of the people that have helped him along the way with his build. We also have quite a few laughs in this episode, so it was really fun recording with Tully. I really enjoyed it, and he's somebody that has been around listening to the podcast since very, very early on, and somebody that where we've been following each other for a really long time. So it was really great to finally get him on the podcast. So stay tuned, and we'll find out more about his journey here in a bit. Of course, I can't release this episode today and not say happy 4th of July, even though it's tomorrow. Hope you all have a great day with friends and family. Hope you all have lots of great food and just be sure to be safe and check out some fireworks. But yeah, happy 4th of July, everybody. Hope you all have a good one. The Subi and You podcast is brought to you by Eccentric Designs. For those of you who don't know, Eccentric Designs is a small, community-driven business that offers custom-fit vinyl overlays for most Subaru models. This includes various designs for the rear reflectors, taillights, and side taillights. I also offer fun decal designs like the popular fender stripes and stickers. To find designs for your Subi, head on over to eccentricdesigns.com. There's always more projects in the works, so be sure to follow at eccentric.designs on Instagram. Thank you so much, Eccentric Designs, for sponsoring the Subi and You podcast. I really enjoy having you as a sponsor. And of course, I enjoy having some of your decals on Pearl. That's one of the first things that I did when I got my build was got some decals. So go check out eccentricdesigns.com and check them out on Instagram as well. This episode is also brought to you by Melee Design Firm. Melee Design Firm, they believe that making the best performance parts from the highest quality materials is the only way to operate. Melee Design Firm believes that quality parts should look great while adding functionality to your build. Whether you have a $100,000 show car or just want your daily driver to look its best, a Melee mount will add a unique element to your vehicle's engine bay. They are handmade using locally sourced materials and individually numbered for authenticity. You can also find engine bay caps and front strut tower braces at MeleeDesignFirm.com. Thank you so much, Melee, for sponsoring the Subi and You podcast. This episode is also brought to you by the wonderful people over at Rika VS. Rika provides their customers with the highest quality specialized wheels and lift kits that will allow you to travel further, experience new adventures, and discover all of those extraordinary destinations. They want to make sure that you are ready for anything wherever adventure takes you. Their flow form process creates both lightweight and durable wheels, which are of the highest quality and are built to satisfy the requirements of all of you adventure enthusiasts. Their lift kits raise your Subaru to protect the vehicle's underbody from damage while off-roading. The lift kits were also designed to increase the vehicle ride height in order to accommodate larger tires while maintaining the factory ride quality and alignment. 
The quest for adventure begins with you, and Rika is what gets you there. Be sure to use the code SUBU10 at checkout when you select a set of beautiful wheels or a lift kit to get 10% off of your purchase. Thank you so much, Rika VS, for sponsoring the Subi and You podcast. I have a patron question of the week. This one comes from Jay, who goes by Audiophile. He asks, if you were granted unlimited athletic ability, but only in an obscure sport, like, uh, you know, would you excel at cornhole, spike ball, dragon boat racing, cheese wheel racing, or some other obscure sport? I think I would have to choose washers. So uh, I don't know how many people are familiar with washers, but the game of washers that I know right here in Texas is you have a board that's about maybe four feet long. The front half of the board is just flat, so it's made out of plywood. The second half of the board is has three holes. So you stand on the flat portion, you and you have two boards, you have them spaced, I believe it's 10 feet apart or so. And maybe it's further than that. I can't remember. But anyway, so you have these big, thick washers that you have to try to throw into the holes. And it's not called washers because you're using washers. It's washers because if you are playing against your opponent, let's say, and the first hole is one point, the second hole is three points, and the last hole furthest away is five points. So if I throw a washer into the three-point hole and my opponent throws a washer into three-point hole, it washes out my points. But anyway, so the first team to get to 21 wins, and you have to get exactly 21. So if you go over, you have to come back down. And so on, you know, so if you come back down, you have to go back up. But anyway, it's a lot of fun. And my cousins introduced me to it. And every time we go, we have just such a great time playing washers. And uh, but that is something that I think it would be really, really cool to be really good at because we've had some pretty intense games and they have they will do like on Fourth of July, New Year's and other like some big holidays or if it's like a graduation or somebody's birthday or whatever kind of celebration, it's always an excuse for them to bust out the washer boards. And they have quite a few. So they'll have a washer boards tournament where everybody pitches in 20 bucks and there might be like 12 to 15 people and that pot gets pretty big and you play until somebody wins all the money. But they'll have like four sets, five sets, six sets of boards out there with people playing. And it's a lot of fun. So hope that answers your question well, Jay. Thank you so much for that. Hey, where are my Apple podcast listeners? Because I haven't seen a review in a while. Uh, if you want me to read your review and you want to be kind enough to go over to Apple podcast, give it a five star rating and then write a review. I would really appreciate that. And then I will read your review. If you listen on Spotify, you can only rate it. So you can go over there and get a five, give a five star rating. I'm not sure how the other apps work. If you listen through a different app, but if you can find a rating system, that would be great. But if you are an Apple iPhone user and you listen through Spotify, go skip over to the Apple podcast app and write a review there. Then hop back over to Spotify. I would appreciate that too. So thank you all. 
for those who have written a review. All right, before we get into this episode, I want to give you a quick reminder that if you go over to subinupodcast.com, go to merch, go to the hats, you can get 10% off of a hat by using the code PODCAST10. We've got all these SubiFest events coming up, so what better way to represent your favorite podcast than to go and get a hat? You can also get a shirt while you're there. So unfortunately, I don't have a discount code for the shirts right now, but maybe that'll come later. So go grab yourself a hat and show some Subi and You podcast love. And if you want to take that support even further, you can go to SubiandYouPodcast.com and right there on the home screen, there's a support the podcast and you can join Patreon and come join our little Patreon family. So with that, let's go ahead and get into this episode with Tully, a.k.a. Trail Rucks Colorado, and hear all about his Subaru journey. Welcome to the Sue B&U podcast. I have Tully on the podcast, and he goes by Trail Rex Colorado. How's it going, man? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing good. It's nice to have you on the podcast. It's been, you've been one of the OG listeners from a long time ago, and, and when we were talking off air, you said you found the podcast at episode four. So I appreciate you sticking around. Yeah, it's just been nothing but entertainment and information since the beginning i love your show thank you so much yeah it's it's cool to hear how many people like really enjoy it and say that they listen to it you know first thing monday morning or just people that are like oh yeah i saved up a few episodes to listen on a road trip and it's uh it's still it's kind of weird for me even though i've been doing it for over two years it's just i you know i'll never know what it's like to be on the other side to be the people listening but I appreciate the compliments and the comments that people give. So that's that's what really helps me kind of see what it means to the community. Right. Well, I I, I know that uh, just from looking at comments and stuff on different things that you post on podcast day that I mean you are an integral part of this whole big Subaru community, especially on Instagram. Yeah, and. I know I need to be doing, I, I mean, I, lately I've just been posting the episodes on my podcast page and I know I need to try to do more, you know, than just post the episodes, but it's just, you know, pretty busy and I just don't think about it sometimes, but I think doing the podcast itself has been pretty good. Yeah, it's a, it's an awesome show. Awesome show. So... Being that the that Colorado is in your Instagram name, I'm guessing you live in Colorado. Yes, I'm born and raised here. Okay, I've I've lived a few other places because my dad uh, was in the military, and uh, you know, so we've been different states when he would uh, be stationed at different uh, places. But um, my mom and dad always maintained a residence in Colorado, so. We always returned here, and this is this is where I call home. <laughs> I love Colorado, and I know you've hung out and trailed with the guys that I met out there, Chris and Juan, and it's, uh, yeah, I want to get back out there. That's one of my favorite states, and if I were able to, 
you know, that's one of the places that I would want to move to is like probably in the Colorado Springs area because I've been there a few times and I just really, really like it. It's there's a lot of things that are easily accessible from there, it seems like. Yeah, that's actually a very good place to to live, especially if if you like the trail, because there's so much so close to that city that it's a if I could live somewhere else in Colorado, it would either be in Colorado Springs or probably Pueblo, Colorado, Okay, which is just south of Colorado Springs. So where did you come up with the name, you know, the Instagram name that you have? I came up with Trail Rex because um, from the beginning, I wanted a lifted uh, WRX. When I, when I went looking for that WRX, I, I, I didn't want anything with a with a perfect body or anything like that because my whole goal or my whole vision for that vehicle was going to be to lift it and run it around the mountains and things were going to happen to it. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, you weren't looking for something that's already starting off pretty, right? So that was the that was the reasoning behind my name Trail Rex. I wanted a trail ready WRX. Now, do you have a trail-ready WRX? I do have a trail-ready WRX. All right, all right. How many Subarus do you have? I I'm only have trail Rex now. Okay. But rec- recently, I had uh, Midnight Subi as well. That was on its, uh, Instagram. Um, but it's just down to trail Rex. I I can't work on two different Subarus and and split my my menial budget between both of them. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I had to, I had to choose. So is trail Rex the name of your Subaru that you have now? Yes. Okay. Have you owned any other Subarus before these? Um, yeah, actually, um, my very first Subaru was, was back uh, like, um, I have to think of how old my oldest son is, uh, Christian, uh, he was born in 88. So I think that's when I got my very first Subaru that I bought myself. Mm-hmm. And that was a 78 uh, DL wagon. Oh. With a four by four and high, low range. And, and that, that was the ugliest sin, but <laughs> it got me where I was going. <laughs> yeah. So what made you want to get a Subaru back then? And, and had you... Was were Subaru something that you were interested in and liked before you got that, or was it something that you just kind of stumbled upon and was like, "Hey, well, let me check this out." Actually, what uh, what got me looking at the Subaru was my mom had bought an '87 GL10 turbo wagon, nice. and I thought that was actually pretty cool. And um, at the time, I was looking around and I couldn't afford it. 87 GL 10 wagon. So I bought what I could afford. And that was that BL wagon, you know? Yeah. But uh, that's what started me on, on Subarus. And I've, I've had a few since that very first one, but up until the time that I bought uh trail wrecks uh, three years ago, I hadn't owned a Subaru for probably about eight years at that time. And not, not because I just um, didn't like them or anything like that, but I had kids growing up and we loved to camp. So 
I had a truck and my uh, a, another car that was my daily driver. I needed something bigger than a Subaru to haul my kids around and all their stuff to camping and sporting events and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Yeah. It's just, I mean, you have to have what is going to suit the needs of your family. So, right. And now you're back in a Subaru. Now I'm back in a Subaru because all my kids are gone and moved out. And I just haul my dog around pepper. (laughs) So is that what you were thinking is like, Hey, my Kids are gone. I don't really need this big truck. I really liked owning Subarus before. Now it's time again. Something like that. I had uh, I I wanted a WRX uh, for a long time. Every every since I saw my first bug eye WRX, yeah, I wanted one of those. <laughs> and then um, what pushed me over the edge into getting it at that time, getting trail wrecks at that time, is my neighbor across the street. Uh, she went and bought a used Bug Eye WRX. It was a 2003, the same year as my blue one. And I told my wife, I said, man, I looked at that same one on Craigslist. I should have bought it. <laughs> and now, Chris, now Kristen owns it. And uh, so Leslie tells me, she said, well, she goes, you're not getting any younger. If you're going to buy a WRX, go buy a WRX. So... That's good advice Uh, and nice support, too. (laughs) So that's what set me out looking for one. I knew I wanted a blue one. And I'm sure, or maybe you don't know, but people want ridiculous money for Subarus here in Colorado. And so I ended up going to Washington to buy that blue WRX. It was a $75 plane ticket there. And uh, two days later, I was home. In that blue WRX. Wow. So what what kind of condition and how many miles did it have when you got it? It was in very good condition. Um, the body wasn't all beat up. It was pretty straight. There was a little bit of rust starting in the rear fender wells. And that's a common problem with those early uh, WRXs. But it had 170,000 miles on it. And it, uh, I got it from a dealership uh, that was in Polya, Washington. Okay. Uh, right, right outside of Seattle. And they sent me all the paperwork on it. It was a trade-in, one family owner. And um, I, I just, they sent me a, uh, a boatload of pictures on it. And I made a deal with them over the phone. and put some money down on a credit card and flew out there uh, three days later. <laughs> hey man, you do what you got to do. Yeah. So it was, and it was in, it was all stock. That's what I really liked about the car. It was uh, untouched. Yeah. So, so you said it was in really good condition. The body was straight and it was not all banged up. How about now? Well, <laughs> um, it, It's got a few hits here and there. In Colorado, we call it uh, Rocky Mountain pinstriping. Yeah, <laughs> that's, you know, so it's it's got some it's got some fresh lines on it, so to speak. And you can't really see it in any of the pictures, but uh, if you look real close at the front end, uh, that Rally Innovations light bar I have, it's got a pretty good knot in it <laughs> from from a from a nosedive I took one time, but. Yeah. Um, 
it still doesn't have any major uh, bumps or bruises on it. And I, I, I try to keep it out of the rocks as much as possible. Well, that's good. That's good. So how much longer was it after that that you ended up getting Midnight Subi? And what was Midnight Subi? Midnight Subi was a, a, a 2002 WRX. And I got it uh, just last year. Just completely, I, I didn't even intend to buy it. It popped up on a on a website that I look at every once in a while for for uh, it's an auto auction website, and I I looked at it. I showed it to my wife, and she's like, "You're not buying another Subaru." And I said, "No, no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not buying another Subaru." Blah blah blah. And three days later, I looked at it, and there was only one bid on it, and the auction was going to close that afternoon. So. Uh, I did I did some reading about it at that time. I'm like, why isn't anybody bidding on this car? You know, and um, it had a it had a blown motor in it. Oh, okay. So I thought, okay, nobody's bidding on it, and that's why. So I put a bid on it. <laughs> oh. And, and uh, I ended up winning on that that first bid. I don't know if the original bidder wasn't paying attention. Or he just decided it uh, wasn't worth any more than what he bid on it. And I ended up getting that car, uh, which was in much better shape than Trail Rex was when I bought it. The Midnight Subi was in much better shape interior-wise and body-wise than Trail Rex was, other than the blown engine, you know? Yeah. And I only ended up, I only ended up paying... Twelve hundred dollars for that car. Wow, that's yeah, not bad. So, no. Um, did you get you know, in trouble though for getting another Subaru? <laughs> oh uh, yeah, yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah, oh, she funny. didn't speak to me for a couple of hours. <laughs> she what got over it real have fast. Have you done? <laughs> yeah, it was. It was like she goes. She goes. Why didn't you tell me? I said because I knew that's how you would react. <laughs> Oh yeah, so, just, it's one of those things where you just do it and then ask for forgiveness later. It's always easier. <laughs> yeah. So, what did you end up? Did you end up replacing the motor? Yes, I did. What I pulled it, I pulled that motor out, and uh, after draining all the oil in it and stuff, and first thing I did was pull the oil pan, and it was just—I'm not exaggerating. You could rake your finger through all the all the metal debris and the oh oil can. That's how bad it was. Wow. So I, I knew it wasn't worth rebuilding that motor. Um, the only, the only saving grace about that motor was according to the paperwork that was in the glove box, it had been rebuilt six months prior to that auction. Hmm. So the owner just grenaded the engine and probably decided they were done with it. Yeah. Let me uh, see how much I can tear this thing up. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I ended up buying another used motor out of a wrecked WRX um, that had uh, 72,000 miles on it. And I kind of, uh, that one had a blown head gasket. So I kind of combined both of those motors together. Oh, okay. I, put, I, took the, I took the rebuilt heads off of the one, the motor that came in Midnight Subi. I took them off. And basically put them on the other motor that had the blown head gaskets that I bought used. 
And surprisingly, when everything was cleaned up and bolted back together and torqued down, it ran. <laughs> nice. Now, did you do all of this work yourself? Uh, I did all the work myself, except for um, my neighbor. Again, my neighbor across the street, uh, Kristen is his wife and Dave is uh, his name. Um, he helped me out with the timing gears and stuff because uh, it had probably been, honestly, it probably been 20 years since I've done anything that in depth uh, with a motor. So uh, Dave, he owns a shop here in town. Okay. And I post on my IG every time I go in there with trail wrecks or something, I always post on it, but it's called cryo tune performance. Okay. And, uh, he's a tremendous, great source to have, especially so close right across yeah. the street. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey Dave, uh, I can't figure this out. Can you come help me out? And that's what it was like. <laughs> so where did the experience come from knowing how to do all this engine work? I, I just always loved working on cars, uh, always loved taking things apart uh, when I was younger and just seeing if I could get it put back together and make sure it still worked, <laughs> sort of speak, you know. Yeah, I mean, it seems like a motor is a pretty big thing to take apart and put back together and hope that it works, you know. Yeah. And, and you know, when I was in high school, they still offered auto mechanics classes and stuff like that. Um, of course, I was in those classes. I took motorcycle mechanics when I was uh, a senior in high school. And so I just always loved working on stuff. Yeah. It's it's something I really enjoy. Yeah. And having some of that experience doing it, like you said, 20 years ago, but also obviously having some confidence that you could do it and make it work. And you did. Yeah. I like I said, I was surprised, but I was happy <laughs> at the same time. Yeah, no, that's good. So, getting back to Trail Rex, what kind of mods have you done to it? Um, I've got to sort of speak a laundry list of stuff I've done to it, but um, you know, the lift on it, I started out with uh, Forester struts from a 2004. After doing some research online, I figured that was uh the best year to use. Um, I've got two inch top hat spacers on top of those forester struts. So I think my total lift is somewhere around three and a half inches total. Okay. So what um, kind of ground clearance does that give your car? Because, you know, with it being lower, like, I, I don't know where it started. So I mean, with like a cross track or a forester or an outback, I think they're all like 8.7 inches stock out of the factory. So where does that put yours? I I never measured it to be honest with you, uh, but I know I can drive over a tall boy beer <laughs> bottle and yeah. not knock it down. <laughs> hey, that's good. Yeah. So as far as actual measurements, I I honestly don't know what that is. It's enough to get you through the trails, though, huh? Oh uh, yes, it is. That's good. Yes, it is. I mean, that was the whole purpose of getting one. Is is uh, you said you wanted a lifted WRX, and now you've got one. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what, uh, go bad. ahead. No, I was just going to ask, like, what other what other mods have you done besides the lift? I uh, I've replaced, you know, the, the the OEM exhaust. I've got a Cobb turbo back. It's basically all Cobb from the turbo back. I do like the that nice little rumble that that Cobb exhaust gives me. Yeah, 
I know it's supposed to give you a few more horsepower too, but I think I've robbed all the extra horsepower from my car for now with the <laughs> taller with the taller tires that are on it. Yeah, you know, um, but I've I've got a block heater on it that I've had added because of the winter time here. I hate getting in a cold car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's never that's never fun. No, it's never fun. But um, I've gotten. Uh, you know, I've got, I, I mentioned I had that rally innovation light bar. Yeah. I've got the whole, uh, belly of my car protected by the primitive racing, uh, skid plates. And that's the nice. engine, the, the transmission and, and the rear differential. Uh, I've got it all protected. Do you have some scratches and dings and stuff on there to, you know, show that it's getting used? I, I probably wouldn't say scratches they're more like gouges <laughs> <laughs> so a while back you had actually had a discount code for uh the skid plates if you it, uh yeah. through through them and i had at that time i had bought the one for my transmission and um i i you know i kept putting it off you know not putting it on i kept just putting it off and putting it off. And then uh, one time I went to uh, South Park, Colorado and I went on a trail and I was, I was at a pretty good angle. I couldn't tell you exactly what it was, but I was trying to avoid a rock that actually slid down onto and it put a pretty good, yeah, put a pretty good dent in my uh, fluid pan. Cause in my WRX, it's an automatic. Oh, okay. I bought an automatic on purpose because of trail riding, because I always thought, you know, growing up in Colorado, it's way better to have an automatic four wheel drive than uh, a four speed or three speed. I grew up with three speeds and four speeds, not four speeds and five speeds. But so when I put that, it was probably a a round about a size of a silver dollar and I could put half of my thumbnail in that dent. And when I got, when I got home and saw that, I was like, yeah, that skid plate's going on next weekend. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You definitely don't want to puncture it. So you got pretty lucky there. Yeah. I got extremely lucky and I, and I realized that. (laughs) Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's got some, it's got a, it's got a couple of gouges in it as well. So what else have you added to it? You, I mean, you know, I've got, my my favorite mods are all my decals. You know, I've got tons of decals <laughs> all over that car. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty I'm pretty proud of them. I for the most part I keep uh, trail wrecks in the garage when I'm not driving it because uh, I like to keep the decals in good shape. I don't like them. I don't want them to fade or come off or anything. Um, so I, and I love always adding more to it. But other than that, I. Uh, mechanically wise, I've kept it as up to this point, I've kept it OEM as, as possible. That's always been one of my goals owning it is just keep it OEM and keep it reliable. Yeah. That's, you know, (laughs) well, speaking of decals, I, I, I was trying to at first put, you know, somebody shared in their stories that they put a decal on their, on their Subaru. I tried to like put it in my highlights and your car is one of the ones that's still in, that's actually in my highlights. 
Oh, sweet. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> well, thank you. Cause I, that was, I think that was like right after Jen started making and selling the decals for me. And you've got the, the bigger one too, which is really cool. Yeah. Um, as soon as you had mentioned it on your podcast that they were available, I, I looked it up that, that same afternoon and bought one. Nice. And when I, when I seen the two different sizes, I was like, yeah, I'm just going to get the bigger one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, thank you. I really appreciate it. It's, and it's cool to see them showing up on cars, you know, and people putting the decals on there. It's like, that means a lot. It's like, okay, they really do like the podcast. Yeah. They, uh, and you'd be surprised uh, people that have never heard your show here in Denver anyways, the Denver area, when, when me and my wife go somewhere in the car and, you know, I come out there every once in a while, somebody will stop me and they'll ask me about the Subi and you and I'll tell them, yeah, you got to check it out. They're uh, available on Apple or Spotify, or at least those are the only two I know about. I don't know if you're available on other media. Yeah, it's it's available on quite a few apps, which is really cool. But Spotify and, and Apple are the ones that get the, the most listens. Yeah, because you, uh, you, you uh, mentioned a lot on your show about people leaving reviews on Apple. Yeah. Are, are they able to do that yet on Spotify? Because I know at one time you couldn't leave a review on Spotify for your, your I, show. I don't think you can. I mean, I know you can rate it, but I don't know yet if you can leave a review yet. But I right. do know of people that like have iPhones that don't use the Apple Podcast app. They listen to it through Spotify, but they've gone and just gone into the Apple Podcast app just to leave a review. So I've like I've really appreciated that when somebody's done that. Yeah, that's I'm I'm guilty of that. Uh, having an iPhone and listening to you on Spotify. <laughs> Come on, man. No, I mean, if you want to leave a review, you can always go hop over on the Apple podcast app and just leave the review and then hop back over to Spotify. I mean, I'll, it doesn't I'll matter do to me where, you know, people, well, I mean, I, I, you know, I like reading the reviews and seeing that somebody's left a review. And then for the last, I don't know how long now, six months or so, I've been reading the Apple podcast reviews on the podcast. So I try, you know, I like every once in a while I remember to ask people to leave a review. And then if they do, I say, hey, if you leave a review, I'll read it on the, on the podcast. No, that's that's awesome that you do that, too. I mean, that that just shows your listeners that hey, you do read what they what they post. Yeah. And I mean, it's you know, it's I'm part of the community that everybody else is a part of. So I want to try to make people feel as included in this as much as I can. That's a good thing. So when you first started with your Subaru, I mean, I, I mean, even the ones that you had a long time ago, did you know about the Subaru community? Actually, I did. I did not. I really didn't know that um, there was a Subaru community per se and, until I got uh, Trail Rex. You know, um, I can't remember where I was at here in town. One of the things that uh, me and my wife enjoy doing uh, is on the, on our weekends we'll uh, go out every Thursday. Thursdays are our Fridays because we both work uh, four tens. Okay. And so Thursdays after work we pick a local brewery and and we go and and have a craft beer, um, one or two anyways. Yeah. And, uh, That's nice. And I yeah I take I take trail wrecks quite often and. Um, 
I think we were down south, actually. I just don't remember where it was, but I got talking to somebody uh, out on the on the patio, and I heard a couple of uh, guys talking about that blue WRX, and <laughs> and I turned I, I turned around and smiled. And that guy goes, "Is that yours?" And I was like, "Yeah, that's mine." And he goes, "Oh, that's so cool!" Blah blah blah. And he says, "He goes, you ought to come to one of our one of our meets." And I was like, uh, "Do you have WRX meets?" And he goes, "He goes, no, it's not just WRXs. It goes, uh, it's all different Subarus, and and we have a meet." Uh, once or twice a month in, in the summertime. And then we also go on, on cruises. And I thought, wow, that'd be cool. Yeah. So that's when I really learned about there's a whole community out there of Subaru owners that, that does stuff like that. I thought it was just for like hot rods and yeah. you know, street cars and stuff. But uh, I, I would say in Colorado that uh, Subaru is king. <laughs> when it comes to stuff like that, really, yeah, seriously, because there's so much going on for Subaru owners out here. Yeah. So, when did you start up an Instagram page for your car? Because I'm guessing you didn't have one at that time when you heard those guys mm. talking about it. No, I I didn't. It was it was actually um, those guys belonged to a group called uh, South Denver Subaru Club. Okay. And it was it was the first time that I I went out and met up with them. I seen I seen one of the cars that had a little Instagram sticker on their on their car, and I I was like, well, what's that all about? So I looked it up on my phone, and I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna do that. <laughs> <I'm> gonna, <laughs> and I uh, I got home that evening uh, after doing some other running around and stuff, and I set up an account for Trail Rex uh, that that same day. So how did you, or how soon did you start getting connected with people? Because, you know, obviously you knew that there was something going on with some kind of community with people there locally, but when did you start getting connected with people and realizing like, wait a minute, this thing goes way further out than just where I'm at. Like this is countrywide and worldwide. Yeah. I guess I started connecting with people really uh, through Instagram, honestly, uh, early on, but then as as things progressed and snowballed with trail wrecks and uh, me having that vision in mind and doing uh, research about uh, what I wanted to do with it and looking online, I thought, wow, this you know, so many people have already done what I want to do. It's just amazing. I have all this material per se to uh, research and read about people's trial trial and errors before uh, I even bought my car. Yeah. Um, and there's, uh, there's two online um, articles that I, that people ask me about trail wrecks. I always point them to these two articles and uh, one of them's uh, unofficial or the unofficial how to lift your Impreza thread on uh. <laughs> on the uh, line and, uh, it's i mean it's probably seven or eight pages but it goes through all the trial and errors of what people have done that worked for them and what didn't work for them and then there's another one that was uh that i followed more closely because it was a little bit more in depth and that one was uh how to lift your impreza on a budget oh <laughs> and yeah I was on a, and i was on a budget <laughs> yeah good resource there <laughs> that was a very good resource 
Um, and they're still available online. Uh, you can uh, you can find them pretty easily, you know, just with a couple of uh, search words, you know. Yeah. But after after reading about that, I, I knew it was uh, a whole lot bigger than than I had even thought was possible. Yeah. Well, speaking of Instagram and getting connected with people and stuff, I don't know when it happened, but I just saw that you have over 2000 followers. So that's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. I'm pretty humbled by it. Uh, 2000 people like my car. Seriously. Okay. I, I, yeah, (laughs) but it, yeah, I, I just love getting out there on Instagram. There's so much inspiration uh, of other people's builds and, uh, it's just amazing what what people do to their cars that you hadn't really even thought about. Uh, I'm not. I'm never going to have a uh, a fast WRX or a very quick off the line WRX, but uh, you can see where some people have just made little modifications to bring the horsepower up just a little bit and still keep making it reliable. Those are the kind of power modifications I like to read about. Yeah. Yeah. But that's also not your intention either. No, it's not my intention, but it's just, uh, um, it, like I said, it's just the inspiration you, you get when you look at other people's builds like, Oh yeah, that's really cool. I want to, yeah, maybe I'll try that. Yeah. So, or were there some builds that you were following along early on that really inspired your build? The one that inspired me the most, uh, and I I can't remember his IG account for the car because I know he doesn't have that that uh, Subaru anymore. But the, the guy's name was Noah, and uh, he had this monster lifted uh, WRX, a, blue, uh, a a dark blue one, and uh, I just. When I first saw that, I actually, I first saw that car on uh, Pinterest and I just like, man, what is that? (laughs) So I just did more and more research and I, uh, I actually found him on Instagram and just started looking through all of his pictures. Um, you know, all the different things he did. I think I, like I said, I can't remember his Instagram account now, um, but I think he's a welder by trade and he just did a lot of, a lot of neat stuff that I could, I could only hope to do to trail wreck someday to get, cause I, I do want to lift it a little bit higher. I'm, I'm just, uh, intimidated by the process. I'll put it that way. Yeah. Cause I mean, the higher you go, there's other things that you need to take into consideration, you know, so right. that you're not messing other things up and, I don't know what all it entails, but I mean, I know I've just, I've seen what people have done online and, you know, on Instagram and they talk about the other things that the other factors that come into play when you start going higher and things that you have to take into consideration. And just, it seems like it can put some components at risk if you start going too high and you don't do other things to help accommodate the, you know, the travel and, and just the other I guess like steering and suspension components, you know, and I, I talk like I know what I'm talking about, but I don't. Well, (laughs) well, you, you do. I mean, you know enough and you've talked to enough people, but the steering is a big thing. When, when I put the two inch top hat spaces on, 
on uh, my car. I had I had some steering issues. And ironic, ironically, the guy that helped me fix that problem, his name is Dave also. Uh, and uh, he's a really great guy. Uh, he he has a Subaru shop here locally. Oh, nice. Um, and uh, uh, his shop is called Simply Subarus. And Dave, his name is Dave. He owns that shop. And uh, I was telling him about, I went to see him about that problem because I started, the steering wheel would lock up on me. And I, I couldn't see anything physically uh, in the way when I'd look underneath the car or something. Uh, went and talked to Dave about it. And he was like, he, I mean, he knew instantly. He goes, oh, yeah. He goes, he goes if you add that extra height to your car, you got to go get a, a steering knuckle off of an outback station wagon. Jeez. And, uh, he just spit so, it out like that, huh? <laughs> yeah, he just spit it out like that. And I, I left his shop and uh, I went to the junkyard and found the uh, outback. He told me, a, he gave me a year range and I found one and pulled it off. I put it on that night and I drove the car to work the next day with no issues at all. Man, that's so cool. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's nice having people with or access to people that have the knowledge to help you do some of the things that you want to do. Yeah, it, it is. And um, people like like my neighbor, Dave, and, and Dave, uh, Dave Guthrie. And Double Dave. Double Dave. The great thing about having those guys as a resource is they, they willingly, you know, give you this information. They genuinely want to help people. Oh yeah. Uh, and not just, not just me because I'm Dave's neighbor or something, but, uh, you know, from time to time, I, I see other people at other, at other meets or something like that. Um, you'll, you'll hear, uh, Dave's either one of their names mentioned in the background and how they helped them out you know they're two good guys. You just know that. Yeah, yeah. So when you bought your WRX, and, I mean, it was like it's been purpose-built because you wanted to get a WRX, you wanted to lift it because you wanted to be able to go on trails. But being that it's a Subaru, were you anxious and like, I can't wait until I lift it, so I'm going to go hit some trails anyway? Did you start getting out before you had the lift? Yeah, so <laughs> so uh, where where you met uh, Juan and Chris? Yeah, that that was the Woodland Park area. Yeah. Oh man, that I always forget what it's called. I loved it out there. It was so fun. Yeah, so fun. So that was the first place I went with just my <laughs> stock OEM Super. Still had the OEM wheels on. Like I told you, this car was untouched. It was, uh, and I. And I heard about the how nice the trails were at Woodland Park, and I was like, and and I heard you know quote unquote Subaru friendly trail. So, <laughs> what so, kind of Subaru? <laughs> yeah, what kind of Subaru? So I did take the I did take it there, and, and the first obstacle that I came to, I ended up getting hung up on. Did you get like and, high centered on it? I got high centered. Was, so I, was it I that did. this kind of steep up and over that you had to get over, like really um, early on in the trail? Yes, it actually was. Yeah. Another, there was another guy behind me that wanted to get in front of me, <laughs> so <laughs> he helped me back off, back out of that uh, situation. 
and he actually guided me forward. Uh, oh, that's good. Around it. Um, I love that about any any four by four community. Uh, you always have those people willing to help you get around an obstacle, you know, with, with the least amount of damage to your car as possible. Yeah. But, um, yeah, he helped me get around it. I didn't make it a whole lot further before just saying, this is nuts. Just turn around and go back <laughs> home and start working on your car. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I did take it out there without lifting it. I, I should have known better. <laughs> hey, well, I mean, you kind of found out what your limitation was at that point, you know, without lifting it. Yeah, real quick. <laughs> yeah. Well, so it's funny because, I mean, if it's the exact spot that I'm thinking of that they took me out there, because there is that first obstacle and it is kind of steep. I mean, you know, when you have with a lifted car, you can get up and over it. And I mean, mine's not lifted, but it's higher than yours because it's a, it's a cross track. But when I hit that spot, I was trying to get up and over it and... I have a manual and I've never, I had never driven up and over any kind of obstacles. And I remember trying to get up and, you know, it's like, I know how to drive a manual, but I didn't know how to drive it in that kind of situation and that, that, you know, trying to go up and over something. And so I was having some trouble getting up and over it. And my son was like, what's that smell? I'm like, it's my clutch. <laughs> I just, you know, I didn't know how to like keep it in, you know, first gear, right? Because I was like trying to go in and out of first gear just to get up and over it. And, you know, after I got down the trail a ways, I started to figure it out and everything. But that was, uh, yeah, it was, that was funny. Yeah, that was probably the same one. Because like I said, I didn't make it much further. And I just like, turn around <laughs> yeah no i and the thing i liked about that too is the trail was smooth in the sense that it was just like a dirt trail and it wasn't like a bunch of you know it wasn't like a, a gravel road and mm -hmm. and that and it's it's nice because even though it's kind of up and down in some areas you can drive fast without it re being like all bumpy, you know, because like right. if you drive on a gravel road, it's really bumpy. Even when you air down, it's still going to be kind of bumpy. But going out to that trail really spoiled me because I come back home and I don't have anything like that. So yeah, fortunately you don't. <laughs> I miss it. I miss it. I want to go back so bad too. Cause I love, like I said, I love Colorado. I'd like to make it out to Arizona at some point too, but I'm worried that I'm, not going to end up being able to make it out to some long, faraway places in Pearl because I'm putting a lot of miles. I mean, I've had Pearl for two and a half years and I have 82,000 miles already. Wow. Yeah. But I know wow. Subarus can go and you can put a lot of miles on them. So I'm not too worried about it. Yeah. So Trail Rex, that had one that, you know, uh, had almost 170 on it, right around 170. Uh, when I first bought it and I've got two thirty on it now. Yeah. And you said so you've had I'm, it for three years. For three years. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and other than driving it home from Washington, I, I haven't taken it on any uh, long trips since, the, since that initial one. Yeah. So are you just mostly doing local trails and stuff around Colorado? Yep. Yep. Um, I put most of the mileage on it. My daughter lived in, Craig, Colorado for uh, a while. And, and that's a, that's a four hour drive from my house. So yeah, I took it up there just about as often as I could. 
yeah, it's what I'm doing, you know, going to visit my girlfriend four and a half hours away. Because I think it's like 265 miles or something like that, one way. So Mm -hmm. every other weekend, I'm putting over 500 miles on it. Yeah, that adds up pretty quick. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's not not all just coming from her. I mean, I I drive a lot just around here because my son and I go into downtown quite often. We've been like down to Galveston, which is down south of us. It's like an hour away. But I've also been to San Antonio a few times, Austin a few times. My daughter lived in Arkansas, so I've been out there. Drove all the way up to Madison, Wisconsin. I've been out to Colorado, like I said. So, you know, I've had some pretty long trips, but I also just drive a lot. Yeah. Yeah, sure. If you got that kind of mileage on it, that's pretty obvious. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I enjoy it. You know, I mean, I... Even if it's just to go drive down the street, you know, I love driving Pearl. And being that it's a manual, I never get tired of driving it. I just, I love driving a manual so much. I mean, I didn't want to get one unless I could get a manual. Yeah, um, I think that's what made me bid on Midnight Sue because that was a a five-speed. Oh, nice. And and that's what caught my attention to it first when it was first in when I first saw it on the auction site. But I loved driving that car. I did. Now, just sorry, go ahead. It was just fun, just so much fun. And I guess with that one, you didn't have any intentions on taking it off road. It was just mostly going to be a street car for you, just to go have fun out on the streets. Yeah. So I. After the dust settled at home and stuff, <laughs> I uh, um, I intended on making that my daily driver uh, because I I trail wrecks was never intended to be my daily driver, just something fun to do uh, yeah. during the week or on the weekends. Um, but I intended on making uh, the midnight to be my daily driver, but it wasn't until it was running again and, and I had it. Uh, back on the road that I realized um, I couldn't do it with, I couldn't make it my daily drive, that car, my daily driver either because of the, uh, of the drivetrain in it. I had a OEM uh, 455 uh, gear, gear set in it, the rear differential and and a transaxle. And it was really weird because that, that uh, ratio wasn't available in the U S in the U S market. So whoever owned that car before I picked it up, I don't I don't know where it came in in its lineage, but somebody had to buy that from uh, overseas, either the from the research I did, either from the Australian market or the UK market, and uh, install that uh, while it was here in Colorado. Yeah, that's interesting. Because uh, that was a Colorado car. Okay. It was bought bought and sold originally here in Colorado. So somebody did some work on it. Somebody did some work on it. Yeah, that's probably why they blew the engine up too. <laughs> <laughs> so what would you say with with Trail Rex, what did you say is your favorite mod? It it has to be the suspension lift and and definitely my skid plates because even my wife every once in a while uh, or when I first put them on, she mentioned, I'm, I seem to be much more daring. She says now that <laughs> I've got all those kid plates and she's, she's probably right. You know, I'll probably go somewhere. I, I wouldn't have gone before when I knew I wasn't protected. Yeah. You know, 
Yeah. So does she go out with you on trails? Yes, she does. That's good. Yeah. And yeah, then, so, yeah, and I, I see you get out with people too. So how often do you go out like with a group of people and then just going out by yourself? I go out by myself uh, more often, but I do try and get out with, with a group uh, as often as I can. Last summer, uh, I, I didn't go out at all, I don't think, but it, I had some, um, some situations at home. Uh, my older brother passed away. Uh, and so I, that whole summer was just, I was just in a fog. I was just, yeah. that whole summer was lost, you know? So, um, but this summer I've got a lot of plans. I'm already, uh, I'm already, uh, got my schedule worked out where, well, actually one of the first, uh, off-roading groups I, I joined was Mount Brew, uh, West, which has a, uh, a little branch here in Colorado. Nice. Um, and so I've, I've, uh, uh, signed up for a couple of their outings already. Um, I haven't seen anything from, uh, soft road nation, Colorado lately, but as soon as they post something up that, that I can go on, I'll, I'll probably meet up with those guys as well. I've heard of mountain Rue before. I think so. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It was cool getting Vic on the podcast. Yeah, that was that was pretty cool to listen to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was fun. Yeah, and it's uh, I'm I feel very thankful, and and I've thanked them many times, uh, Juan and Chris, for showing me and my kids, you know, some of the trails and the opportunity that they gave us out there because they let my kids drive their cars, and that was my that was my kids' first trail experience too. So it was mm-hmm. a lot of fun for all of us. Yeah, when you mentioned that on on your show, I thought that was really cool of them to to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, and you know, they, uh, their rigs, even though Juan's a trader and sold off Java wagon, <laughs> you know, they, he still, you know, it still lives on in the cover art and on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and I seen it pop up again online, uh, about a week ago. So whoever the new owner of it is had posted something, I tried to find it again uh, the other day because I was one had he had some pretty nice wheels on it, some almost like snowflake wheels. I don't know what design you would call it, but yeah, I think that was F forty four. May have been the brand F forty four. I think so. Write that down because I didn't know what they were. But I tried to. I was looking for some pictures of it and actually some new pictures of of uh, java wagon popped up and i thought that was pretty cool that it was being uh put out there again by the new owner yeah because i remember when he sold it he did drop in the instagram user but i don't remember what what it was i'd have to go back and look at his post way back when but yeah it's i mean it's cool because he let my son drive java wagon by himself out on the trails he just tossed the keys to my son who was only 14 at the time is like, yeah, just go uh, drive around. You're, you're good. So that was really, really nice of him to do that. Yeah. I've, I really like those two guys. I got such a mad respect for both of them. You know, Juan's just, he's a great guy. And Chris, he just gives you that. And well, they both do, but they give you that impression that, you know, they, they took their shirt off their back for you if they knew you needed it. Yeah, I remember when we were on the trail coming back down from 
I think it was when we were coming back down from the trail that's behind Garden of the Gods, there was some guy that was pulled over and looked like he was having some trouble. And we were going on and Chris stopped and got out of his car and was talking to the guy to like make sure he was okay and ask him if he needed any help. And, you know, I was just looking back, seeing him do that. And I was like, man, he's just, you can tell he's just like a good guy and he's eager to help somebody in need, you know? Yeah. Yeah. They're both good guys. Yeah. So with, when you and your wife get out and go hit the trails and stuff, do y'all go camping when you get out also, or are you just mostly driving <laughs> out for the day? No, we're, we're, we're mostly driving out for the day. She likes going with me on the trail rides, but she has to be out and back in the same day. <laughs> uh, her, uh, her idea of, of camping is, is in our fifth wheel trailer and she's, she's so done with tents. Yeah. Uh, she'll never sleep in a tent again, let alone the back of my Subaru. <laughs> yeah. Now, have you gone? camping in your car before i haven't but over um over the last winter uh starting last fall this year i this year i plan on doing some car camping i, I went out and bought me a, a, a 10 by 10 cover for the back a little canopy for the back of my car where i could pop open my hatch oh nice i also bought me a small two-man tent uh, in case I didn't want to sleep in my car, so I'm I've I've bought quite a bit of uh, camping stuff that I use exclusively for uh, car camping and trail wrecks. Okay, that's good. Yeah, so I, I know there's a lot of really nice spots out in Colorado, and I remember when talking to Chris and Juan, they were telling me that there are so many trails that they hadn't even touched yet. But so with all the resources there in Colorado, are there any spots that you know of, like that you've seen people post online uh, that you would love to get out to and explore? One, one place that I haven't been to yet, and I read a lot of it, I, I, read, I read a lot about it on uh, Instagram from, from local uh, IG users that's Emojin Pass. Uh, oh, okay. So it's it's quite a drive from my house. So that's going to be one of those car camping trips. Yeah. I'll take a I'll take Pepper with me, my dog, <laughs> to, and I'll I'll let my wife enjoy her uh, al- me time alone. <laughs> so, yeah. But the, they're they're absolutely right. There's so many trails that you just have to intend on staying the night there, so you can really do some exploring you know it's it's one thing to drive there and drive over a pass and drive home but you you really don't do any exploring doing it that way one of my favorite spots that and it's one of my wife's favorite spots too is uh, it's lost park in south park colorado uh it's it's wide open camping uh if you can find a spot that suits your needs you can camp there it's on national forest land and we just uh one thing that we we started doing uh two summers ago uh with trail rex is uh i'll drive the i'll drive the truck and and pull the fifth wheel up there and she'll drive trail rex uh and follow me up there and then we just spend the, the mornings and the afternoons ex- exploring south park colorado and it's fun to do that because then you're not in a rush to get home and 
you go on trails that you wouldn't normally go on. And you've got a good place to stay, you know. Yeah. So that's nice. Yeah. yeah. So what is your like overall feeling owning your Subaru and the Subarus that you've had? You know, like how does it make you feel when you're in your Subaru and you look at your Subaru? You know, I I really enjoy driving my, my Subaru because like like any other major city, you know, you have a lot of nice uh, street cars, some street-driven Subarus. There's, there's a lot of them here in, in Den, the Denver area, but there's not very many lifted WRXs in, in Denver. <laughs> yeah. And so I really enjoyed driving it because you, it, it, it's, it's not that uh, that often that I get to go on one, one like here to my mom and dad's house where I stored uh, trail wrecks for a couple of months. Uh, when I didn't have any space for it here at home, but uh, I don't drive it over there very often because when I do, it's all highway. That's not what I intended the car for, but I do like, at the same time, I like doing it because when I go down the highway, you always see people that uh, gives me the thumbs up or, or, you know, they're, they're taking a picture of it out of their, out of their car or something because, uh, you know, they just don't see a lot of those old but lifted bug eyes, you know, on the road. Yeah. So, I mean, when you're like driving around town, do you get a lot of people looking at you around Denver? And I mean, if you're going somewhere and getting out, do you have people like complimenting you? I mean, you had those two guys that were talking about your car, but they didn't know it was yours at the time. Yeah. So do you get compliments and people, you know, coming up to you and asking you about it? Uh, I do uh, from time to time. There's, there's a, uh, there's a lot of lifted Subarus in Colorado, just not a lot of lifted bug eye WRXs. Yeah. So I, I, yeah, whenever I go to a brewery or something, uh, somebody sees me pull up in it. Uh, I, I get questions, you know, like, you know, what do you have to do to lift it that high and stuff like that? And, um, or, you know, does it still drive straight? I always get the question, does it still drive straight down the road? <laughs> <laughs> I like, well, yeah, the, you know, I've I've kept the steering geometry to OEM specs, so yeah, I yeah. can drive straight down the road. <laughs> Do you ever get anybody giving you flack for lifting a bug eye WRX? Uh, all the time. Like, what yeah, did you? What would you do that for? Yeah, it's supposed to be slammed, not lifted. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's supposed to be yeah. whatever you want to do with it. Yeah, that's the. That's that's what I say a lot, you know. Everybody has their own taste, you know. Mine's mine is this. This is was my whole vision for it since day one. Yeah, I mean, you see people doing the opposite, taking a cross track and you know dropping a cross track and making it into you know a street tuner, and you get some flack for that. It seems like sometimes, but it also it looks so good. You know, the ones that yeah. I've seen look really, really good. And I've had a couple of them on the podcast, so. Yeah, there's, it's, it's funny you bring that part up about the crosswalks. There's this guy here. Uh, I don't know what part of town he's in, but I, I just saw his car today right down the street from where I live. And his his IG is Brokesoft, uh SVX or something like that. But he has a crosswalk with a WRX front end on it. Oh, nice. And. When you see that car in person, you're like, man, that is, 
that's a good looking car. Why didn't they build them that way? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, if it, anything, it, that's what you should be asking is why didn't Subaru do this? Yeah, why didn't Subaru do that? Because his car, I mean, you when you first see it, you're taken back from it a, a little bit because you're like, that kind of looks like a Crosstrek, but it looks like a it's a WRX. And once you know that he blended the two vehicles together with putting that front clip on his Crosstrek, you're like, yeah, Subaru should have done that. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. So if you could trade Subarus with somebody for a day or just borrow somebody's Subaru for the day and drive it around, whose would you whose would you take? Yeah, I I really enjoyed seeing that question <laughs> when I got it because honestly there there's it's a toss-up. It's it's really a toss-up. Uh, one of these people you know, and I'm not sure if you you know this other person, because uh, he's here in Colorado. Uh, but I would want to drive anonymous Rex. Oh yeah. I'd, I would, that car is so good looking. Uh, I would just want to drive it around for the day. I've driven it recently. You ha- oh, you have. <laughs> yeah. He told me a long time ago. He was like, yeah, just let me know. I'll let you drive it sometime. So he, cause he's, he helped me install my first set of ditch lights. And then he helped me install the second set of ditch lights that I have. And so the last time I went over there to put on the Morimoto's, he's, I was like, do you think I could drive your car? He was like, yeah, sure. And, and I drove it before he made it even faster just recently. Uh, so he's like, you'll have to come back and drive it again once you once I've made it faster. So yeah, sorry, not sorry. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. So that's why I, I would love to drive that car. Just oh, for man, the day. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Just for the day. And only just to soak in all the looks you would get from driving that car around town. Yeah. Such a good looking car. Oh, yeah. It's uh, awesome. But, but his rival would be this local car. Um, and it's a, it's a bug eye WRX. Uh, it's actually called Lucifer WRX. Oh, I like the, that. Yeah. The guy that owns that, I think. Uh, if I remember, I, I, I follow him on Instagram and I've talked to him a few times on Facebook, but, uh, I think his name is Chuck, Chuck Swagger or something like that. But okay. the car is beautiful. He's got a, he's got a video clip on Instagram of it going down this, uh, 72nd Avenue, which is right by my house. And I love taking my car down there because it's such a sound tunnel. Oh, it's got nice. The, it's got the tall brick walls on either side of it. And when, when you put your foot in the throttle on in your car and that, it just echoes off of both those walls. And he's got a small video clip of, of him getting into it, going up down that street. And I'm like, yeah, I'd love to drive that car. <laughs> yeah. So is his Instagram Lucifer or is it his name? Uh, I, I honestly, don't know but if you look up lucifer you'll find it okay Uh, okay yeah yeah or if you look up his name you'd find it either way because uh i first found out about him on facebook because he's part of this uh facebook club online group that that uh i belong to and that's when i first had noticed his car so his his uh ig account is 
Chucky Swags. Oh, okay. <laughs> C-H-U or C yeah, C-H-U-C-K-I-E S-W-A-G-S. Oh yeah, I see it now. This is a beautiful, beautiful car. Oh yeah, yeah, that's nice. Thanks. Yeah, I'll give them a follow and check it out yeah, and I'll look so for that video. Either one of those two cars, I would I would take either one of them for the day. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that would I'm, be... jeal- I'm jealous that you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, when you said that, I was like, okay, he's gonna—he's not gonna like me right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so, I'm definitely jealous. <laughs> yeah. So, what, what would you say that? Uh, what about Trail Rex best matches your personality? The do anything ability of it. You know, I can I can drive it on the street if I want. I can drive it, you know, in the mountains if I want. Um, recently, uh, this guy in a, in a Tahoe got stuck in the mud, and I jumped right out. I can get you out. <laughs> he, was, he was like, you know, I don't think so. Not in that. I was like, come on, let's give it a try. <laughs> and did you get him out? So I got him out. Yeah. The, only, the only bad thing about it is, and he's the one that mentioned it, I did. I didn't even bring it up. I was just grinning ear to ear, you know, like, yeah, I got you out. <laughs> yeah. But he's like, man, I wish I would have had a video of that. And I was like, damn, so do yeah. I. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, but, don't uh, doubt the Subaru, buddy. Yeah, that's what I told him. I said, yeah, can't ever doubt a Subaru. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, just its ability to go anywhere, do anything. I, You know, I, I'm getting older, but I, I still feel like, you know, I'm 20 something years old and, and I still feel like I can do whatever I put my mind to. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. Well, if you could sum it up in one word, what would it be? <sighs> That's not a word, but For, freedom. <laughs> yeah. Freedom. Yeah. Just the, just freedom. That's been the answer for other people too. And it's, it's a good one, you know, because it's, it's there's a lot of truth in that. You know, yeah. just the ability for it to take you a lot of different places and just make you feel free. Yeah, it, it, I guess that's what it would be is freedom. And then how has owning your Subaru changed your life? Oh, um, well, it goes back to the community. I mean, just the people that I've been able to con- connect with, you know, and talk to, or bounce ideas off of. You know, you you can find somebody for the very first time on Instagram or Facebook, for that matter, and and ask them a question. And ninety nine percent of the time, they're gonna uh, respond to you with the answer. And and a lot of them are more than happy to to uh, go even a little bit further than what you asked them. Yeah, you I know? mean, it, we get excited for being able to help somebody out. And then also we get excited for other people to see what they're doing with their cars. And if we can help them get along and, you know, achieve that, then, you know, it's just, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's so cool to have the community and the helpfulness and the willingness for people to go out of their way for people that they don't even know really. Right. Yeah. It's, it's just, uh, it's, uh, so many 
so many people. I, um, I, I think I follow close to 6,000 people on Instagram, 6,000 different people. I know it's a, yeah. it's a, it's a lot, but, and you can never keep up with all of them. At least no. I can't. Um, but, uh, if, if I, if I spend, uh, a couple of minutes each day, just, and I, and that's what I do. <laughs> I spend a couple of minutes each day looking at IG, you know, I, I see something new all the time. And, and if it's, if it sparks a interest or a question, and I, I, I don't even hesitate. I reach out to them and say, Hey, what is that? You know, what is that on your car or how did you do that? You know? Uh, and like I said, I always get an answer back 99% of the time. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's really nice. It's when you can reach out to somebody and they answer you back. And especially when you reach out to some of the bigger accounts, when you're like, uh, hopefully they'll answer me back. And then they do. And you're like, wow, it's so cool. Thank you for taking the time to answer yeah. my message, you know? Yep. Yeah. I just find that so, so refreshing. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. So if you were to, if you were told that you could pick any of the new Subaru models to add to your driveway, which one would you pick and why? Yeah, I, I saw that too. That one really made <laughs> me think. So that question sparks a question. Is 2023 still new enough? <laughs> yeah, of course. Then I would probably pick the 2023 premium Crosstrek. Yeah, that would be my choice. Yeah, that'd be my choice. I I'm not a real fan of the styling of the wilderness. There's a couple here close by. I think there's one in my in my neighborhood actually, but I, I'm not a fan of the styling. I love the mechanical aspect of it and its capabilities, but I just don't like the styling. If if I could choose any. Subaru at all, it'd be the plasma green Crosstrek. Yeah, I love that color. I love that color. That's the that be the one I picked. Yeah, there's there's some there's been some nice colors out there, and yeah. I I like having the Crosstrek and I like having the second gen. Even though, you know, even though I fell in love with the first gen. Well, uh, I didn't have any other questions for you, but is there anything that you wanted to share that, you know, maybe people don't know about you or don't know about your car that we didn't talk about? No, not really. You know, just, uh, I, I can't tell people enough, you know, just, uh, just go out there and enjoy yourself. No matter if you've got a, a bone stock Subaru or, or uh, any other car for that matter. But if it's a Subaru, just enjoy it as much as you can. And, you know, go on a day drive, go on a, a weekend trip or whatever, but just get out and go do something, you know. That's yeah. what I try and do in my Subaru. I always tell people, you know, uh, you don't you don't have to spend tens of thousands of dollars on your vehicle to enjoy it to its potential. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so one of the other questions too is you had some Subarus early on, then you didn't have one for, you know, you said about eight years, then now you have one again. But at this point, it seems like you're a big Subaru fan. So do you think you see yourself always owning a Subaru from here on out? Yeah. I'll, I'll 
I'll probably always have a Subaru from now on. My, uh, my, my goal actually is, is uh, to get another Subaru in the next two years. Cause I do, I do want a cross track. Yeah. Um, but I want one of the newer ones with the manual in it. And um, I want one with the 2.5 in it. I, right. I think it comes with the more well, powerful. Yeah. But they don't have the manual with the 2.5. Unfortunately, oh, they don't No. See, now see, that's something I didn't know. Yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah. They, they, so, you can get the sport or I think the premium has, they both have the 2.5 or the sport and some other trim has a 2.5. It, it, of course the sport does. I, I'm not a hundred percent sure about the other thing, but yeah, you can only get the manual on the 2.0, which I wish a lot of people wish that they would have made a manual with a 2.5. Yeah. See, but, that was something I didn't know. Yeah. But I, I mean, I have fun driving mine, even though it's a 2.0 and I can still get some pretty decent power out of it because it's a manual and it's, I mean, mm-hmm. it's fast enough for me, but it's just, again, even though it's slow comparative to, you know, so many other cars, I just enjoy driving a manual. It just yeah. makes the driving experience so much better. There's so many good models out there too, you know, and I mean, the Crosstrek is nice and I, I just, again, I fell in love with the first gen, but I really like the second gen and uh, they're just, I like them because they're short too. You know, I don't yeah. like really long cars. Yeah. But. So I think. You know, I I just think that's where I'm headed with my next Subaru is the Crosstrek. Now, do your kids do they in do they have Subarus or do they like Subarus or are they just not interested? No, uh, none of my kids have Subarus. <laughs> they like my Subaru and they do like Subarus in general. But my oldest son, uh, his car, he has a F two fifty Ford truck. A uh, big old honking diesel truck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, uh, my daughter, she has a, a Chevy Silverado. And um, it's a it's a four-door because um, she has a dog that she takes a lot of road trips with her and her dog. And she likes having yeah. that truck that she can throw things in. The hey. Sorry. No, that's okay. <laughs> Uh, that's actually my daughter's dog right there. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we're dog sitting right now uh, because she's in Bali. Oh, oh, that sounds terrible. Yeah, that sounds real bad. <laughs> but you but, see what uh, you did to your kids? You got a truck so that you could have more room for your kids and all this kind of stuff. And now your kids have trucks. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Except for my youngest son. He he has a, he has a Saturn. So Okay. Uh, yeah, he's he's more he's more uh, economical. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, I want to say thank you for taking the time to be on the podcast. And like I said, I know earlier on it's been a long time coming, and uh, I really appreciate your time. And it was great hearing about your Subaru journey and about Trail Rex. And uh, I hope I get a chance to make it out to Colorado again before too long and get to meet you and. Go hit some trails. It sounds good. I, I would really enjoy that. And thank you for having me on as a guest. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, thank you for uh, repping the podcast with your banner decal on the back window. That's really cool. No, 
No problem. No problem. Yeah. Uh, I'm actually, now that you bring that, I'm almost out of cards again. Okay. Yeah. You, you, uh, you had sent me some cards uh, about seven or eight months ago, and I'm almost out of them again. Okay. Yeah, I know. I need to order some more, so I'll get some more cards. All right. Sounds good. So, all right, man. We have a good night. I'll talk to you later. You too. Thanks, Raphael. You're welcome. Bye. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to another episode of the Subi New Podcast. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Tully. If you're not doing so already, go give him a follow on Instagram. Again, that is trail underscore Rex, W-R-E-X underscore Colorado. So thanks again, Tully, for taking the time to be on the podcast. And thank you, everybody, for sharing, for listening, and continuing to stick around. There's still quite a few guests on the list, and there's still quite a few people that I haven't even reached out to, so there will be plenty more episodes to come. And I'm hoping in the next year I'll be able to make it out to more events. So just had to get some stuff figured out for this first year of having the podcast as a business, and now I think I'm getting it figured out, so hopefully I can make things happen. I want to give a huge shout out to my sponsors and for the patrons for supporting the podcast and to help it, help make all of this continue on. And this will help me, again, get out to events in the future and come out and meet some people. So that's what I would really, really enjoy to have the ability to do is come out and meet people, come to events. So that's where supporting the podcast really comes into play. So you can go join Patreon and become a patron and help support the podcast and help me come out and see everybody. So thanks again. And I hope everybody has a great week and again, a happy 4th of July. So we will see you again next Monday for another Subi and You podcast episode. Adios.